Welcome to the HeatingHelp.com podcast, your source for HVAC tips and stories. I am your host, Erin Hollihan Haskell. In this episode, Dan Hollihan tells us about the time he channeled MacGyver and fixed a heating problem with just a paper clip and an old book. This is the story of Dr. Bob's radiator. Let me tell you about Dr. Bob's radiator. He was our family dentist. He retired years ago, but we went to him for many, many years. And when he retired, he bought a retirement home out on the east end of Long Island. And he'd tell me about it while he had his hands in my mouth. It's got steam heat, he'd say. I was thinking of you when we bought it. Uh-huh, I answered through his fingers. There's just one problem, though. The radiator in the living room doesn't heat well. Uh-huh, I responded. Any idea what might be wrong with it? I explained. Probably a bad airman, you said? Eh? He said, can I get those at Home Depot? I choked. I see, he said. Well, do you want to come and visit me? Dr. Bob said. And since it's my policy to never say no to Dr. Bob while he has metal instruments in my mouth, I took a nice drive out to the east end of Long Island one day. This house is just a block from the center of this tiny town that Norman Rockwell could have painted. The house has a one-pipe steam system and an enormous cast iron radiator in the living room. Dr. Bob was looking at me and I was looking at that huge hunk of iron in total appreciation for the lost start of steam heating. How do you repaint something like this, he said. Do you want to take the old paint off first? Yes, he said. Hire someone to remove it and take it to a sandblaster, I said. When they're done, have it powder-coated. It will be gorgeous. Sounds good, he said. Bring money, I added. Will do, he said. And expect your dental prophylaxis bill to increase significantly in the coming months, he added. I just smiled. He looked at the side of the radiator. I don't see an air vent, he said. That's what's confusing me. You said it might be a bad air vent, but this radiator isn't like the others. The others have air vents. This one doesn't have an air vent. I looked a little closer, and he was right. But that didn't make sense because you can't have a one-pipe steam radiator without an air vent. Well, that's not exactly true. You can have a one-pipe steam radiator without an air air vent. It it just won't work. So I looked closer, and then I saw it. It was there under what must have been 20 coats of paint. I could barely make it out, but it was there for sure. In air rid. I smiled. I smiled because there was a time in heating history when there was this one huge company called American Radiator. They built the black skyscraper on 40 West 40th Street in Manhattan, which is now a landmark building. And the building's roof is crenellated with and painted with gold leaf to make it look like the glowing embers in a coal-fired boiler. It's lovely. American Radiator made just about everything that had to do with heating, and they published these little red handbooks every year or so, which they call the Ideal Fitter. I have a stack of them on my office shelf. The oldest dates back to 1900. These are wonderful books to have because they show so much detail about the products that the American Radiator Company made back then. They describe the purpose and the inner workings of all those oddball gizmos that we find in steam-heated buildings. There are cutaway drawings of the products, and when you know what you're looking at, well, it just gets easier. Dr. Bob's in-air-rid vent didn't look like an air vent. It looked like a hexed plug, and it screwed into the last section of the radiator right there at the top. From the outside, you'd never know this thing was an air vent. But look in the ideal fitter, and you'll see how this wonderful device worked. All the inner workings of a normal air vent are there, but they're inside the radiator rather than outside the radiator. 
Behind the vent's float, there's a spring-loaded metal seat that pushes against the radiator's push nipple between the last and the next-to-last radiator sections. In a one-pipe steam radiator, the steam enters from the bottom and displaces the air by rising above it. That's because steam is lighter than air. The steam heads across the top of the radiator, moving through all the push nipple ports until it reaches the last section. If the air vent is at the high point in the radiator, it will shut before most of the air has a chance to escape from the radiator. That can cause uneven heating, and this is the reason why the dead men install their one-pipe radiator vents about halfway down those last radiator sections. American Radiator got around this by fitting the in-air rid with that spring-loaded seat. By sealing that internal opening, the seat forces the steam to work its way down that next to the last radiator section and into the bottom of the last section. From there, it rises to the vent and all the air leaves the radiator. It is ingenious in its simplicity. Got a paperclip, I asked Dr. Bob. He looked around and found one. What are you going to do, he asked. Watch this, I said. And then I straightened the paperclip and poked a thin wire directly at the dot on the letter I and the word air in, in air rid. I-N hyphen A-I-R hyphen R-I-D. The paperclip went right through the paint that was the dot over the I and into the radiator. That's the vent hole, I said, as if we were listening to the air escaping, which we were in a moment. Beware of the painters, Dr. Bob. Amazing, Dr. Bob said. All you did was poke. Yes, I said, but it's not the poking. It's knowing where to poke that matters. And Dr. Bob said, yes, I do understand that. Thanks to Dan Hollihan for joining us. And thank you for listening. If you like this story, then you'll love Dan Hollihan's book, Greening Steam, How to Bring 19th Century Heating Systems into the 21st Century and Save Lots of Green. You can find it at heatinghelp.com.